Alan Freed was there at 42. Pat was at 58. Branch was at 67. And J.J. McGrew was at 90. So, like, I'm the fresh kid on the block, right? I didn't score, like, the first month, month and a half, like, I didn't score. We can endure anything and adapt and pivot and change. Wrestling gave us that ability. I would say nothing in life has impacted me more than the things wrestling has taught me in terms of self-reflection, resilience. Toughness. Some guys have it, some guys don't. Adversity, 100%. How to pick myself up and be a man after I failed. And everything that has shaped my life and where I'm at today would not be there without the values and basically the, the lessons I've learned through the sport of wrestling. For me, wrestling saved my life because it, it allowed me to focus and channel my energy. We're fortunate if you wrestled because if you wrestled, natural talent helps, but it's, it's 5% of the ingredient. It pales in comparison to heart and technique and effort. It humbled me, taught me humility. Nothing can hit, humble you more than wrestling. I think it's the learning to adapt, right? You learn, you learn how to adapt, you learn how to solve problems. You know, if I look back at my time I spent wrestling, if it gave me one thing more than anything else, it's mental toughness. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Wrestling Changed My Life podcast. This is your host, Ryan Warner. Our guest today is Hardell Moore, two-time All-American for Oklahoma State, founder of the Oklahoma Wrestling Academy, and currently the director for Team Oklahoma at Fargo. Hardell's been on the podcast before via episode 178. You can also catch Hardell calling the Oklahoma State dual meets on ESPN+. He's amazing and a real gift to the wrestling community. I can't wait for you to hear this episode with Hardell Moore. Fan of the Week goes to your recent Apple Podcast Review. You know we love the Apple Podcast Reviews. This one's Greco for Life. Thank you, Greco for Life, for leaving an awesome review. It's a five-star review. It says, Essential Podcast for Wrestlers or Wrestling Fans. Do yourself a favor and just subscribe to this podcast. Thank you so much for the review, and thanks to everyone who's left an Apple Podcast review. Now, without further ado, folks, let's give it up for the great Hardell Moore. If you're running a wrestling club and you're looking to supplement your existing fundraising efforts, please consider using CauseMatch. CauseMatch is a peer-to-peer online crowdfunding campaign, and past results show that this type of a campaign using CauseMatch will help you raise six times more than traditional events. And the best part is that it won't cost you an additional 30-40% in overhead. You don't have to change a thing in your current fundraising plans. CauseMatch is just meant to help supplement your existing efforts. Go to causematch.com wrestling to schedule a 20-minute Zoom call and see if there's an opportunity to grow your fundraising. That's causematch.com wrestling. We're here with the great Hardell Moore. Hardell, welcome back, man. It's great to see you. Good to see you too, Ryan, man. Thanks for having me, man. Appreciate it. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. We're talking on Friday morning, August 18th. This podcast was scheduled before this week's activity started, folks. I just want to level set there. Now, big news happening. Coleman Scott stepped down at UNC. Tony Ramos, interim head coach. Supposedly unrelated 
the great Zach Esposito heading to Colorado Springs. Three big moves in a week. What are your thoughts? Well, I'm going to start with, uh, obviously, with my boy Zach. Esposito's been a friend of mine from the time he came here from New Jersey. I mean, dude's been here 21 years, right? Um, and I am a huge fan of Esposito, his family, what he stands for, and what he's done um, – not only for Oklahoma state wrestling, but also what he's done just for the state of wrestling, the, uh, in Oklahoma, you know, he's got a young son named Rocco and, you know, one of his girls wrestled a match back in the day as well, but he's just a energetic guy. Uh, and he's going to do great things in uh, Colorado. And obviously, you know, James green has done what he's done and he had that surgery and I think he feels a little bit more rejuvenated now and not only going back to Nebraska to wrestle, but going back to coach. So he's going to still be giving back too, just on a different level. And, you know, Zach has done a lot of these different tours and different things like that. So I'm super proud of him. And then as far as everything, the news that just really broke yesterday, a lot of rumblings going on. So it's kind of hard to really say what is what, right. I'm, I'm, I'm happy for Ramos right? Um, being the interim coach there along with Jamil Kelly there right now at North Carolina. Obviously, we do know Coleman has stepped down, but everything else is just kind of a rumor rumor mill right now. Um, haven't seen anything as far, you know, we say as far as Twitter goes, <laughs> as far as Twitter goes, right? But um, no quote unquote press releases. I know there's different articles, but I'm actually waiting to hear from whether it's Coach Smith uh, Coleman, uh, the OSU administration, as far as the wrestling part goes, because I mean, I'm deeply connected to that program, as you know, right. That's where I went to school and so on and so forth. So, you know, my interest level is are high on that. And, you know, I'm a, I'd like everybody that's involved in this whole situation. So we just got to wait and see what happens, man. You know, maybe by next Thursday or next week, we may have a better idea of some solid information of what is what. Chances John Smith does not coach this season, in your opinion. I still think he's going to coach this year, personally. Same. Uh, Same. That's just my opinion. I've not talked to Coach, and really I haven't even asked Coach that question. Um, even when I get a chance to talk to him before duels and interviewing him before duels and stuff like that, I haven't even brought that up. And I, I probably do that, number one. I know he probably gets that question a lot. And, you know, when, when Coach is ready to – quote unquote, hang them up, hang up the wrestling shoes and or the coaching whistle. Hey, it's John Smith. The best. And it's the best. it only comes up now because Coleman, head coach, really turned around UNC. And Willie posted a tweet like UNC before Coleman yeah. and after Coleman and Tony. And I know those yeah. it's cool to see two lightweight guys doing it. You don't see that that often, you know? Well, and and think about this, Ryan. Not only two lightweights but two lightweights that had a history. True. True. <laughs> right. Yeah. So, you know, and I mean a deep related history of you're taking my spot. Now you're taking me off the world team, or now you're surpassing me and whatever the case may be, you know, so not just knowing each other, but they've got actually just true history of competing on the mat. And obviously I think that took their respect level to a whole different level. And, you know, Coleman getting in there and, and turning UNC around and bringing Tony with him. And then you add Jamil, you know, a few years later and, you know, you go, you, uh, you got a national champ a couple of years ago. You got another finalist in Clark the year after that. And you got O'Connor winning it again this year, you know, and not only that, O'Connor 
really battling last year on one freaking knee and losing the first round match and rustling all the way back. So, you know, it's a, uh, it's good stuff what they have built there. And like you said, I saw that tweet that Willie put out there and that was, that was good stuff. I mean, you look at as an Illinois and Austin O'Connor, there's never been a more winning wrestler, five-time kids champ, four-time Illinois champ for them to come in here and get him was crazy. Yeah. Like, and that's, what? you know, that's crazy to me that they can recruit that well. So unbelievable. Yeah, and I think that's just uh, obviously the name of whether it's Coleman Scott or Tony Ramos or different things like that. And obviously the education that North Carolina offers, uh, you know, the academics there as well is, is is awesome. And for them, like you said, to pull somebody like Austin O'Connor out of Illinois' backyard is huge. And I mean, he was the face of that program from the time he stepped on campus, basically to the time he left. And do you think that, was Coleman to- coaching Tony after Tony left after the the Gilman thing? Like the Coleman oh, coach Tony. That's a question. I I ooh, you may be right. I may be speaking out of turn, and that's why I say they have history together, man. Thought. Like yeah. you, you could be right on that, right? Like I, because I think coming down when Coleman was almost done, or you know, in that area, that's when Tony kind of started hitting his peak. And I don't recall how many times they wrestled or back and forth that they had, but. You know, they had some. And you also got to remember this one. You know, Coleman wrestled at 57 kilo. No, not 57. Sorry. I think it was 60, 61. I forget. Everything's changed. But there was actually even one tournament that Coleman wrestled Molinero at one of these uh, tournaments bumped up. And I think he ended up teching him, if I'm not for sure. But, yeah, man, those guys got history. And I think, you know, their bond is stronger now, kind of being into the depths of wrestling and being on recruiting trips and, you know, building a program and building a certain culture that they had there at uh, UNC. Well, the thing that's crazy to me is you look at what UNC's done since they've got there, and it just reminds you, though, the ACC is so tough. You hear a lot about NC State and VTech. Yeah. It's like crazy. Yeah, you you can't forget what Pat Pops has done at NC State. Um, You can't forget what Virginia Tech is doing right now. And, I mean, that ACC is, I mean – even Pitt, right? You Pitt? Even think yeah, about don't leave Pitt, out Pitt. Yeah. Right? You can't you can't sleep on Pitt. So just with all these conferences, man, and that's what makes there's so much more parity. Yes, right now Penn State is head and heels above everybody else. But I mean, even some of those guys are getting pushed, like and just as a whole, these NCAA brackets, a lot of them got blown up early, right? A lot of them got blown up early and then you know, the finals were fantastic. The semifinals were fantastic. So just to uh, be able to watch, regardless if you're the number one seed or the 33rd seed going into that tournament, everybody's got a chance to be on the podium for sure. Yeah, and it's it's just so deep right now. And you look at, it's, you know, we'll get into the RTCs and, and you're the, you know, you're the leader of the, uh, or the director of the Oklahoma organization right now or not anymore? Well, so... As far as that goes with Oklahoma Wrestling Academy, so I have I have stepped back from, from OWA, right? So as far as my club goes. Now, my club was all nonprofit 501c3. Um, I, I volunteered my time there. So I've spent <laughs> 24 years um, coaching the youth. Yeah, 24, bro. Um, I, should, I should probably really be, you know, I, I joke about this and tell people mentally I should probably be like, 65, 70, but I'm only 48, right? But 
my son, it, it, time was coming. My son is entering the seventh grade now. Matter of fact, yesterday they just started school. So he'll be playing school football. He'll also wrestle for the school. And there's no way I can dedicate <clears throat> that time to be up there three to four days a week at every little local wrestling tournament from eight in the morning till nine at night anymore. Uh, and my, uh, my daughter still wants to wrestle, which is awesome. So, you know, we'll still go up to OWA and do some different things like that and work out and, and take her to some tournaments here and there. But, you know, I think it's important for these kids that are hitting junior high to get a little bit of that experience, that dual experience, right? And they get a lot more now because there's more of these youth duels. But um, Eli Hale, which wrestled at Oklahoma State for three years, he's from Miami, Oklahoma. Uh, Nick Pentanini, Nikki P was in front of him for those three years. Well, Eli ended up leaving and going to UCO and went undefeated and became a national champion there. And he was, he's been in the room with us and we've been blessed to have him for the past two years helping out. So he's already kind of created a foundation and, and the parents and kids really get a chance to know him. So he's on our board. And when I decided to take that step back and talk to the board and do the Zoom call with the board and Zoom call with the friend, my, my, my kids and parents and try to do it the right way, we introduced Eli as the new head coach at Oklahoma Wrestling Academy. Now, as far as the OKUSA stuff goes, like Fargo and Freestyle and all that, I'm still the coach's director. So I still have that role as far as that goes. So still involved. And I'll be trying to help out my son's junior high team, but it just it'll be on a much smaller level than you know, 150, 200 kids. Well, that kind of commitment for that long is, man, that's incredible. And congrats on an awesome coaching career. I know you're not going to be far from it, but no. I, I was asking more about, yeah, like you said at the end there, the OU, uh, like the USA stuff, Fargo, because man, Team Oklahoma, yeah. they've been yeah. they've been a force lately. And, you know, I love Team Illinois, but man, there's been some battles lately at those junior and cadet duels. There's been some battles, you know, uh, Actually, you know, I think our, our, our cadets beat Illinois and Greco, which was kind of, I mean, that doesn't happen, right? And on due respect, right? So, you know, the thing we've tried to continue to preach with these kids is get out there and scrap. And we know a lot of them because we're not known for a Greco state, right? Now, we can wrestle. We can wrestle here, but we're not known for a Greco state. But I will say this. The things that our teams were able to do, let's just focus on Fargo. Let's just say Fargo right now. I say cadet, it might've been schoolboys, might've been Illinois, I'm sorry. Anyway, but Fargo wise, I mean, then we had, we had four in the finals in the cadet division, Greco wise, and two of them had to wrestle each other, right? Yeah, and we had two other guys in the Fargo junior finals in Greco. So I think there was a total, like, there was nine cadet All-Americans in Greco only. And I don't know, remember exactly off the top of my head, juniors, but I mean, from our girls, cadets, and juniors, freestyle and Greco, they wrestled lights out. They really, really did. It was fun to watch. Where did you guys do your training camp at? So we have an east side and west side. So on the west side where I'm at, we trained out of UCO. That was one of our training sites. And I think it was uh, Bigsby was last year. I think was Bigsby this year on the east side. There were some different spots on the east side. I don't remember off the top of my head, or it might have been Broken Arrow or somewhere like that. But, you know, we try to get it. And obviously, we know a lot of kids sometimes can't make different places. But uh, we just try to spread it out. And, you know, so we have also what's called like a dead week in the state of Oklahoma, right? And it, it so it's basically where high school coaches 
cannot have contact with their kids and the kids cannot work out in the high school rooms. So obviously we used OWA as a workout facility. We used UCO as a workout facility. And on the east side, um, you know, Guerrero's got the deal down there. They used that place as a workout facility. So just trying to get in where we can, man. But yeah, it's kind of tough. And especially not being a head coach <clears throat> for a high school program, like I can go coach these these uh these practices and stuff. But it falls on a bad time for us. But hey, you can't mm. complain. You got to find a way to get it done. Well, Oklahoma's been great at those tournaments. And congrats on yeah. all the Fargo success this year, man. The, Thanks. The numbers from the tournament, it's like it's the biggest it's ever been this year. I, I will say this. I don't know if it will happen, but I think looking at this year, the girls are growing so fast. Don't say break it up now. Don't say break it I up. I'm not saying break it up, but I think what they did this year worked out very well as far as the girls wrestling first. Right now, what they may eventually do is they may say, okay, the girls are wrestling first. So let's say whatever two days. And then the day in the middle is a break. And then you start the boys freestyle. Because I will say this, the girls are growing so fast. And you got to think last year at one time, I think the cadets were wrestling, the girls were wrestling, and the juniors were wrestling. It's nuts. And it's, you know, and I really like, I, I have to admit this, and it's change, right? And no, some folks don't do well with change, right? But being there, I like how they set it up with the two stage matches on that one end, it seemed to, to flow a little bit better um, because they have to figure out a way because if you can't fit it in that daggone Fargo dome, I don't know where else you're going to put it because that place is huge. Huge. It's, it's uh, huge. So what has this year they did cadet and junior freestyle at the same time and normally they staggered yeah. it? Yes. So you are correct. So, right. So normally let's say the cadets wrestle on a Tuesday. I'm just throwing these days out, but let's say the cadets start on a Tuesday. Well, then the juniors would start on a Wednesday. Well, this year cadets and juniors started on the same day, the same time and different things like that. And I tell you another thing, I really like what they did. The way in process is always, they run through that thing like clockwork anyway. I don't care if it's behind the bleachers or on the mat. Great. I do like this. Now, now you're getting me down into the nitty gritty stuff. I like that they des they uh, designated certain mats for teams to warm up on. They did a great job with that. And I, I got to kudos a lot of the coaches and athletes because everybody stuck the script, at least where I was at. We stuck the script, right? Now you got to be creative, right? If you've got cadets and juniors warming up at the same time, you got to go, you know, like we did a group one, group two, but it worked out. It wasn't a madhouse trying to find a daggone spot on the mat. You already had, hey, we, we got, we're full on that. We got a full mat 14 and half a mat 15 or whatever the case may be. <laughs> now, I mean, that's how they did it. Yeah. That's exactly how they did it. But it was awesome. It was good. They did a great job with it. I definitely wanted to hit on Fargo just because we're watching all the, the, the U20 world championships, the U17s, Man. and Fargo is kind of like the, the preamble for that. And I'm like, how good are these kids now? It's just like crazy to me. It, I tell you what, man, you know, and you still got to remember this. There's good kids that didn't place. I mean, there's nationally ranked kids, top five, top 10, that didn't even place at Fargo, you know? And if you see what our young men and young women are doing on the world stage right now, like it's crazy. And you still got to think some of those kids 
you know, got beat in the U.S. Open finals or world team finals by, you know, one or two points that could have been there. But now they're here at Fargo and they're still getting pushed, you know. So to see what the U-17 did, you know, the, I think they had the U-15 Pan Am qualifier, what the U-17s did. And even our Greco guys right now, like they're wrestling, right? They are wrestling out there. The girls are just it's it's awesome to watch. There's so much depth. There's so oh, much depth. crazy. It's 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 super fun to watch. It's super fun to coach. It's super fun to be involved in it. And just the uh, it, it's just crazy to me though. Even as dominant as we are, like we've had our best year ever at U twenties, maybe U seventeens too. Isn't it crazy that a country a quarter the size of us still beats us every year? Like even without Russia, like Iran, they I think they won U seventeens and U twenties. It's like you just. We know Iran's a wrestling hotbed, always has been, but it's like yes. we're surging right now, and they're still holding yeah. us off. They're still holding us off. It's not obviously as much as it used to be. And, you know, you got to think that, I mean, this is – I mean, this is some of those kids' livelihood now, like right now. They are a professional athlete at 16, 17 years of age right now, which – I think may explain a little bit of it, but to see where we were and to see where we're at now, leaps and bounds, right? Leaps and bounds. And that's just, that's just nothing but a positive and to continue to strive, right? It's, it's baby steps, it's baby steps. And we have taken so many steps in these really past, you know, 10, 12 years, man, it's, it's crazy. And you're, you know, it's almost like you got to think of it this way. JB kind of started all of this stuff in all due respect. Right in 2011, and he 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 only admitted like he didn't wrestle much freestyle. He never went to Fargo. You win NCAA's, you're done. Ah, eh, let me go see if I can make the world team. Okay, meet Andrew Howe, make the world team. Ah, eh, let me go see if I can what I can do up at the world championships and wrestle Targoose second round. And let me be the defending world the champ, in the singlet, right? Oh. And then if you think from 2011 to 2023 now on every level, every level from the senior level on down, it's gone nothing but up. Mm -hmm. It's gone nothing but up. And I think he was the, he was the trailblazer to that. He was the trailblazer and there's starting to be more depth and, you know, the men's team loaded, women's team loaded, U17, they're all loaded, U23, all of them. It's, mm -hmm. it's fun to watch. It really is. And now that we got Espo hiding out there, I can't think of a better guy for that job than Zach yeah. Esposito. Yeah, you know, I, I I did have a chance to talk to Espo. Um, we talked a couple of days ago, and I just told him, I said, man, I said, I'm super happy for you. I'm super proud of you. Uh, you know, told him I loved him. And, you know, he's going to be missed. He'll be missed um, for sure. But, you know, you create those bonds over a period of time. I've known Zach Esposito, like I said, I've had the pleasure of knowing him for 21 years and continuing that. So, now it will just be continuing on a, on a different level. And his goal is just to help, help the United States um, invest in these young men and young women that he gets a chance to, to invest to when they get to Colorado Springs or for training camps or different things like that. And, you know, his, because like I said, he's so interested in the youth as well, because he's got a young son that wrestles in the youth. So he understands that development and how to kind of, in all due respect, look at it at that 10,000 foot view at that youth level and continue to build that up. Now he'll also have the guys in there that are that blue chip that are already there that 
you know, their views may be a little bit different because I'm already developed. I've already got a world title. I've already got a world medal. Now, what else do I need to do? Now, let's kind of hone in on these little bitty details where you can get better at and maybe that will, and hopefully that's going to help you get to the top of the podium. Yeah. He's going to be awesome. He's going to be awesome, man. He sure is. Do you think for someone like that, it's got to be a relief that now you don't have to worry about recruiting. Now you can just, the athletes are coming. I mean, I'm sure you're recruiting a little bit, but yeah. man, college is such a, a college coaching. I don't think people realize how much of a grind it is. It's it is crazy. insane how much those guys are working. It's funny you mentioned that, Ryan, because we did talk about that and you hit it right on the head. Like he's still going to have to recruit to kind of get, to kick kids up there and different things like that. Um, so that's still going to be a thing that he has to do, but it's not going to be on the level of what he's done for the past umpteen years at Oklahoma State. And you are correct. It is a grind now in college athletics. And we're just talking about wrestling. We're not talking about any other sport. We're just talking about wrestling. And I tip my hat to these coaches, man, because it is a – man, it is something. It is something. And the landscape has changed. We all know that. The landscape has changed tremendously. And once again – the key word change some like it some don't but you got to find some way to adapt to it because if you don't you're going to get left behind and somebody's going to pass you and it's going to be hard to catch up so it's uh it's a different time now man goodness gracious it's so crazy it really is and one of the things i want to ask you about it's it's kind of wrestling related it's not it's like what do you think about all this conference realignment like, what do you think is going on with like the Pac-12 going away? I mean, what just in sports in general? I, I love college football yeah. as much as any man. Like, like what are you, what are your thoughts on this whole whole change? Well, it's 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 nuts. Now, I know football wise, it always comes down to the dollar bill, mm-hmm. right? That's what it always going to come down to. Um, you know, it's funny for me to sit here and talk about the Big Twelve now because you got to remember, I wrestled in the Big Eight. I sound once again, I sound like a crazy old, but okay. I wrestled in the Big Eight, dog. <laughs> Listen, would you ever hey, think that Oklahoma hey, would not be in the Big 12 or Big 8? I, I hope I hope Oklahoma stays in the Big 12, wrestling-wise. Wrestling-wise, right? Because now we got to remember, though, when Missouri left, they went to the MAC. When their football team left and everybody left the SEC, they went to the MAC. I hope Oklahoma stays in the Big 12. Um, but like I said, we had – it was yeah, the O-State. Big eight. Go ahead, yeah. the, it was, the Big 8 was O-State, <laughs> OU – Iowa State, Nebraska, and Missouri, dog. We had five teams, bro. <laughs> but listen, but listen, but listen, at my – I'm just going to go off of my weight. We had uh, T. Moore Terry from Nebraska, myself, and Byron Tucker. So we're all top five in the nation and in the same daggone bracket. So really the big eight lasted one day. I wrestled Byron in the semis, and I wrestled Timor in the uh, finals my senior year. Now, my junior year, I wrestled somebody, and then I wrestled Byron in the finals. Five okay. teams, bro. Five That's teams, crazy. Dog. And now there's – Lord, I think there's like 14 or whatever, and if you add Arizona State into the mix too, like – That's legit. That's crazy. Arizona yeah. State's yeah. like – you move a top four team in like that. We know how hard yes. it is to get in that top four. They've been there a yeah. lot Recently. Recently. That's a that's a big change. Like I, th- I know there's change. been a lot of like, yeah, you know, some of the mid-major programs coming in. Awesome, I love it. But material impact on the top five, not really. This could right. really shake things up in wrestling. It could really shake things up. And I mean, you see what Missouri's been doing in the Big Twelve the last two years they've been here. 
right? Complete domination, right? And it's been some great, great wrestling, which I'm excited because I get a chance to sit there at these Okie State duels, put them headphones on like you got and talking to a microphone about what great wrestling I get a chance to see and what great coaches I get a chance to talk to that are coming in the Gallagher-Ivor Arena. So that's, I'm you looking forward to that. You kill it, man. You absolutely, oh, thank you know, you. I'm telling you, man, it's, it's a pleasure to listen to and, you know, knowing you're a, now a, a big, it's called Big 12 now, but you're a Big 12 guy, you got, you got Missouri, you also got Iowa State on the rise. You got well, dude, you got Missouri, you got Iowa State, you got, you know, OU's got a bunch of new guys. You and I's tough. You and I's tough. Uh, you got Northern Colorado, right? You got Aliris, you got what Troy Nickerson is doing. You know, you bring Arizona State into the mix next year. Obviously, you got O State. You got Obi's now the new head coach at North Dakota State University. What about Damian Hahn? Hahn's no yeah, joke. See, He's got, bringing it. Hahn, yeah. Uh, South Dakota. You got Berge coming off of bronze medal. So, Dude, I didn't think level, about that. Yeah, the level of talent there is crazy. And don't don't sleep. Like you even got Air Force making noise. Right. You got everybody in this brand. Like it's yeah. It's it's gonna be fun. It's gonna be a fun tournament and it's I'm gonna have fun at these duels. That's what I'm gonna do. Well but the, I appreciate uh, that, man. How long have you been doing the announcing for now? Or the commentating? So I started David Maricatani and I. I started with David. We started doing the Perry High School tournament probably mm, seven, eight years ago, right? And it was just, we didn't have headphones. It was just that one standalone mic where you're leaning into it and you're talking like this, going back and forth. And we only did the finals, right? So that was the first thing we did. And I started, he was like, Hardy, why don't you start asking some of these kids questions? Because I knew a lot of them from Fargo and different things like that. So we did that for about two to three years at Perry. Well, then um, I had the opportunity to do some of the duels with David and different things like that. So just getting my feet wet, not really knowing, you know, just learning, talking, wrestling with a buddy, just like I'm talking to you now. And then the next thing I had a chance to do with David was the scram cam at Big 12s about three years ago, where we sat up, we're overlooking the whole tournament we're talking about all these matches the truck would zoom in on a certain match so we did that we did mat side stuff so to get to the commentating thing of the O state duels leroy smith and jay carl jay carl still does it well i was at a duel and i was like man after the duel i saw leroy in the parking lot i said hey leroy if you ever miss a duel man let me know i said because i'd love to sit down there and talk wrestling and talk about the cowboys and whoever they're wrestling he said, really? I said, hell yeah, I would, man. He goes, good. I'll let you know. Well, one thing led to another. Uh, he got me in contact. Some people from the administration that handled that stuff sent me an email. I also put the bug in Coach's ear to let him know. And uh, he was like, Hardio, you know I got some I, – I can, I can help make that decision. I'm like, well, put your boy on, man. Let me know something. <laughs> so this year was my first year to do it. Now, Jay Carl has been doing it since I was in school. So he's got a lot of history. Um, and man, Ryan, I tell you, I uh, I try to, I mean, obviously I'm staying, I got to stay unbiased, right? I got to stay neutral there. And if somebody outperforms o, o State in a certain way, kudos to them or wrestler or whatever the case may be. But it just hits different when you're that, co- that close, right? I get to watch the coaches. I get to watch the athletes, the mat. You hear them, uh, you know, and you just get into it. And I have, I try to make it fun and entertaining and bring some excitement to it, but it is, it's a lot of fun. And 
I get a chance to talk to a lot of these coaches that either I competed with or know or different things like that. So that's been, it's been awesome. That's how I got into it. Well, the fact that you're plugged into the high school scene gives you such a leg up because you know a lot of background on these guys. Like the fact that yes. you're directing Team Oklahoma at Fargo, it's like you're seeing a lot coming up, and that's huge because it's it's impossible to stay in touch with the high school thing unless you're involved with it because there's so many kids now. You are exactly right, right? And there's so many kids. And, you know, it's just a matter of making yourself presentable to them and present to them, right? And and giving them little words of advice and whether, they, whether they're at O-State, OU, or whatever college they're at, right? If they're from Oklahoma, I got a pretty I got good idea of maybe who they are somehow, some way, right? But it it is, uh, it's fun. I look forward to doing it again in many years to come. So I got other goals out there that I'm trying to get to as well, trying to do some more Big 12 stuff. Jim Gibbons, I got to give Jim Gibbons a shout out on here too because um, he's kind of gave me some good insight as well. I had a chance to talk to uh, him and Shane Sparks. I took my son and his friend and one of my other buddies up to Iowa for the old state duel. And I had a chance to talk to Jim and Shane before the duel. And we had, we sat down and had a real good conversation. So I also people. do some stuff at NCAA sometime, man. It's just been fun. I, I enjoy it. I enjoy so it. I was going to ask you, so like big 10 network, they, no matter what schools it is, it's the same three announcers. Does big 12 network not do that? It's, it's no, per so school. It's per school. So like OSU has, it's me and Jay Carl. Um, Iowa State may have like Kyvin Gatson, right? As far as the ESPN Plus stuff. And then like your South Dakota State stuff is on like flow and they may have somebody. Terry Pack used to do South Dakota State's commentary when his son wrestled there. So, and like I said, I tip, you know, that Big Ten is a production. They do a heck of a They're job with it, man. It's, it's, it's pretty slick. It's well, extremely slick. I'd love to see it where, whether whether it's Friday, Saturday, or Sunday, during the dual meet season, like, 7 p.m., Big Ten Network, their premier duel. 8 p.m., Big 12 Network, their premier duel of the week. And it's you're on it every time, even if it's not O-State. And then 9 o'clock, ACC, right? Because I hate that. Like I And I'm embarrassed to say this. I haven't watched the Virginia Tech, um, North Carolina State duel live in like two years. It's all been replay. And like I want to see those duels just as much. Yeah. So I wish yes. we could get like a national scheduling so it's like – Hey, Friday night popcorn, baby. Seven o'clock, yep. Big Ten. Eight o'clock, Big Twelve. Nine o'clock, ACC. Hey, TGIF, Rock Harrison. Thank, God, thank yeah. God it's Friday, right? Rock Harrison, right? So he's great. You never know, dude. I mean, you never know. Um, It'd be everybody's nice. Everybody's always looking to better, but it would be exactly nice. And trust me, I'd be all about it because I just love talking wrestling, right? Don't get me wrong. I, 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 I know where I went to school and everything like that, but just to sit down and watch some good wrestling and almost what's even more exciting is watching those coaches go back and forth. Yes. Ooh, that's fun too, man. Yeah, that's Coach fun. Coach Smith is right up there with, with the best of them. Now think hey, about – It's it's nothing but comedy, brother. Oh, my gosh. He's uh, – he, I love watching him coach. Coach Brands, obviously, and there's, there's so many of them. But yes. imagine this. Coach Smith retires. We all know his uh, his announcing prowess is great. The Olympics, he's, he's amazing. I mean, awesome. the Olympics so fun. Yeah. You and yeah. him are the Big 12 crew – and it's you guys versus Shane Sparks and Gibbons. And like, that's, that's the big 12 crew. Like that would be amazing. Uh, that'd be awesome. That would be awesome, man. And you know, I even like, cause I even asked coach like, man, you pronouncing all these names. Like I'm not there yet on pronouncing them names, brother. Like, especially How does he that, do level. that Yeah. Like know he knows that. everybody. Like, yeah, dude, 
Getting people to help him out, I guess. I have the slightest idea. It's I'm not there yet. I'm not there. I'm not on that level just yet. <laughs> well, the the world championships that kind of got me hooked back into wrestling again was 2018. No, 20. No, 2018. And Andy Rovat was on the call with Shane Sparks yeah. for yeah. like six days. I'm yeah. like, and now that I know Andy, I'm like, dude, how do you how do you know that like that many backgrounds? You know, like it's very yeah. hard to commentate a duel. Like it's not for me. Like it's very hard to know that many yeah. people on one duel to do it for a whole tournament with all these guys from other countries. It's yeah. amazing. And then coach Smith, you know, amazing. getting back to that, he did it for the Olympics while he's still coaching. It's like, while he's still coaching crazy yeah. while he's still coaching, you know, and him and JB did a great job. I think, uh, I think one of the things he was talking about, she, she was sticky. Who was he talking about? He was talking about oh, one of our women wrestlers. Uh, Sarah Hildebrandt, uh, like a real sticky. Sarah Hildebrandt. She's sticky. Yeah. Her grip is sticky. She's sticky. I like that. <laughs> I forgot JB was on the call. He he was yeah. on the call too. That's right. Yeah. And oh, the one thing yes. I remember was they were taught there was a guy that was wrestling and he had a big lead and he just got dead dog tired. And JB asked coach, he goes, Coach, what would you tell me at this point in time? He was like, I don't know. I'd have to be there. There wouldn't have to be cameras around or something like that. Because <laughs> that dude was, it was, but that dude, it was, it was bad. That dude couldn't get back to the mat. It was so bad. I laughed so hard. I remember now it's grippy. Coach Smith kept saying real grippy, grippy. grippy. real grippy. grippy. Cause I almost yeah, want to make a shirt you. after that. I'm like, I don't think anyone would get it, but yeah. it was just like yeah. six mornings in a row getting up at 3 a.m. Yes. And, uh, man, now that you say that, I want to go back and listen to those matches to hear Coach Smith and JB going back and forth. That yeah, alone is worth the price of admission. Awesome. Yes, it was awesome. You know, Greg Jones has been on me about this for a good year and a half, and I will get to this project, but there's this film out there. It's called Fighting Ali, and it's interviews with 10 people who fought Muhammad Ali, and it, it's an okay. awesome documentary. He wants to do one called Wrestling JB, and we interview, ah. like, Andrew Howe, and, you know, ba you know anyone who's had a good Pritzloff. scrap with him, Imar, Pritzloff, yeah. Pritzloff. like, make one about that, like wrestling JB. And it's like a, you know, you could do multiple episodes. You could do like an hour doc, but like, yeah. and it's like, it's almost like a round table, right? Like all these guys who have battled JB, they talk about them. And like, imagine getting like Sargush or Sidikoff, like that would be, you know, epic. Who, you know, who could, you know, who you could start with on that. Who? Nick Marable. He's the first one that beat him in the States. Oh, really? Jersey. Yeah. He's from, uh, he wrestled at, where did Nick wrestle? He wrestled, he wrestled Missouri. He wrestled, he helped Sammy at West Virginia for a while. Nick Marble, M-A-R-B-L-E. Okay. He was the first one, I think, to beat JB in the States. And now that, that could start it off from there. And obviously you got a whole list of everybody. Oh, else you mean you, you mean United States. So I thought when you said yes, States, United I was going States. high school. I'm like, Jersey. No, State? no, 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 no. Okay. No, no, I'm, States, I'm just gotcha. talking. I was talking international. I don't see, and that's another thing. Are you talking just all international? Are you talking some freestyle guys? I mean, you could throw Tyler Caldwell in there. He wrestled yeah. JB, you know, like you could I mean, even there's do, a bunch of them. You would have to do at least 15 to 20 minutes on like the Nebraska days. And then because yeah. he's had some battle, like he was in some loaded brackets there. And yes. and then Poeta, the whole world, like Poeta. Name. Yeah, it's like all those guys. That So I'm saying it on air just so people hold me accountable for it. And if someone else wants to do it, please do it. I think it's a, gotcha. it's a, but yeah, if you just Google it, and it's called like Fighting Ali. Watch that. That's, that's we should do the exact same thing on JB. And we could do it that's for a, a lot one. of wrestlers. That's a good one, Greg Jones. I like that one, buddy. That's nice. I like John, that. I mean, think about doing one on John Smith, and it's Tom Branch talking about John Smith tech following him. It's like there's oh, so many man. things you could do on that. Yes, 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 it is. It is.
Now, what's crazy to me about this whole coaching thing, just to kind of bring it back to current times, you think back to Coach Smith's first year there. He was co-head coaches with the great Kenny Monday. Mm -hmm. And because that in 91, so John Smith wins the Olympic gold medal summer of 92, immediately retires, becomes full-time head coach. 92, 93, Oklahoma State's banned from comp competing at the NCAA tournament. And then 93, 94, they win it with Pat yep, Smith. That right? was my redshirt freshman year. Okay. So Mark Branch that year when he was going yep. in the losing record? Seven and six. Losing record. Yep. So that were you there during year. the ban year too? Or that was your first no. year? No, wasn't there during the band year. That was the year doing my recruiting process. But okay. the next year after that, that 93, 94 year, that was my that was my redshirt year. That's where I took a I took a lot of whoopings that year. A lot of a lot of a lot of them. Ooh, a lot of them. You, I heard if you were not you, just anyone, like if you had to wrestle Pat Smith back then, it was a nightmare. How, did you have to go with him or were you no? <laughs> so no. so let so it was Freed, <laughs> Alan Freed was there at 42. Pat was at 58. Branch was at 67. And JJ McGrew was at 90. So, like, I'm the fresh kid on the block, right? <laughs> but um, I didn't score, like, the first month, month and a half. Like, I didn't score. Didn't score. Um, but I think what I did with Pat, I wrestled him. That's all I could do, right? My skill level was not there yet. I was a young 18-year-old kid, and I got mollywhopped. But I'd come back in that room every day. Hardell, you want to go? Sure, man. Hardell, you want to go? Sure, man. Hardell, you want to go? Sure, man. Right? And I wrestled. And he actually told me. He was like, you know why I pick you every day? I'm like, why? He was like, because you wrestle. Right? He goes, I may kick your tail, which he obviously did. But I wrestled him. Right? And then if I think I would get a break, well, then branch. And that's, once again, to see Branch behind the scenes, Branch was freaking awesome. But a All lot of year people, or got, just coming out the end? Like, what happened there? How does that happen? Dude, he, he, he took a bunch of highly ranked guys, one, two point matches in overtime, right? So when he ended up being the guy and he just caught fire, he caught fire and that trampolined him to what, to what he ended up being because – he was hard to score on. He's six foot three or four or whatever at 167 pounds and bony elbows, bony knees, but was a was a beast on top. And I mean, he was hard to wrestle, man. He was hard to wrestle. So um, and then it just it just took off from there, man. But yeah, I took I took uh, I took whoopings from Pat on a daily basis, but that's what made me. Right. And you guys you still gotta remember. John was just done. So a lot of those lighter weights took some beatings from him. Hell, I took beatings from John. So I was just going to say that is the, what I was dying to ask you about is coach Smith was notoriously a, a real, didn't have a lot of empathy as a coach early on. He, he admits this, right? Cause he's coming <laughs> off being a, an a ultra competitor, but I heard those early years, like the standard and coach Smith was a like, you know, everyone says, all right, you're soft to these guys now, Coach Smith. But I heard it's really true. Like early years, he was he was really intense. It's it's um, but you gotta look at it. And I I pictured in this way. And it was like me leaving Oklahoma State and then coaching the youth. Am I John Smith? No. And coach was coach was still in competitive mode. You gotta think, man, when you're trying to protect perfect your craft, 
down in that dungeon. You're a four-time world champ, two-time Olympic champ. Like, you have to take yourself to a different level. And then now, okay, I just win and I just win my gold medal in 92. Now I'm coming back dealing with young college kids that still don't know what they want to do. And a broken program. Like the program was in shatters. And a a broken program. So let me take myself out of this dark place that I was in to get to where I needed to go, right? Exclude friends. You know, like he said, he lived on a low, low budget, like he didn't have any money and all of that stuff. Now you got to go out and do interviews. Now you got to go out and instruct other people besides yourself. But you've been doing that for eight years. So that's hard. And then you're starting to bring in kids with different talent that some of them may not be able to hit that low level or elbow pool or whatever. So how do I help this young man out? Right. And it was, man, it was, it was something. And I'd laugh, I laugh so hard about it now. Cause I tell him, I'm like, Hey dog, I'm like, you got a little soft, man. Like <laughs> I do. I do. I mean, I love coach. Right. But I let him know, man. But I mean, you know, but that just comes with a period of time, right? Like he had to get out of that mindset. And just like any great athlete, right, if you're trying to get to a certain point, you're not going to be the nicest person to be around because you got things you need to accomplish. That's yeah. just how it is. You know and what imagine, I mean? That's it. It's, it's like, and just imagine, like, so 92, 91, 92, John wins it, Kenny Money. I believe the, I, don't, I think he Kenny got, won He it. got silver. He got Kenny, silver that year. Okay. Yeah. Then they got to go coach. They got to recruit. Yes. And then yes. Pat, Pat still wins. Um, yes. despite all this, right. It's like yep. that, that was a Rocky four four titles. I mean, that's a long road to go. It's like, yep. there was just, I, I think Oklahoma state, if coach C would have stayed, John probably would have gone to 96 Oklahoma state probably would have won three or four more titles during that era. Like they were it's on a roll. Possible. They were on a roll, man. They were on a roll, you know, and you know, you've seen the doc about the, the, the band year and different things like that. It was just horrible. Like I said, I wasn't there. I came in the year after that. Right. And then we just kind of started from That's there. That's where it man. started. Yeah. Yeah. Now, um, to think that we're either seeing Coach Smith, we can only speculate. I actually don't know. Again, like there's people in the wrestling world who know all these things weeks before they happen. I'm not one of them. Mm-hmm. I don't, I'm not connected right. at all. But more than likely, head coach Coleman Scott resigns for what we must assume is the assistant co- coaching position at Oklahoma State. He's not going to be in that position more than two seasons, you would think, maybe more than one. So this could be John Smith's last year coaching Oklahoma State. Crazy. Rock, paper, scissor, man. I don't know. I don't know. I have the slightest idea. Like I said, I, I – I, Not that I you would know, know but what are your be. thoughts on that, though? Like, well, what is that? Well, you, we were – you know, Jay Carl and I were talking last year about everybody that came to the Big 12, and Jay Carl kind of does the intro, right, because he's the, he's, the, uh, he's the play-by-play guy. And there was one coach, Brian Smith, Coach Brian Smith from Missouri. I think he was like at, I think he's been in Missouri 20-something years or something like that. John's been in O-State for 30, 30, 30, 30-something, 30 35, 92. So what is that? So think about that. That's shit, right? Load. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Crazy. So his tenure is crazy. And he's not 60 years old yet. No. I know. You know what I mean? So I don't know, man. It's when coach decides to hang him up, like I will give that dude a stand and oh, I will go give him a big hug. I will tell him that I love him just like I do when I see him on a consistent <laughs> basis. 
and just thank you, man. Thank you for the impact he made on my life. And not only mine, like many of my lives, and not only mine, even my child. Right. Right. That's the that's another beautiful thing about it. A lot of our guys still go back and and our kids go to those OSU camps now. So like it's it's full circle numerous times over. And I'm just speaking about myself, but there's yeah. many of them out there like that, bro. And then you think about his coaching tree. Like that's it's stupid. That says everything right there. Like it's yeah. like the development he's doing in you know, one of my favorite coaches, Chris Pendleton. I mean, he's yeah. he's about to spawn a whole generation of Cowboys in Oregon. I know DC's yeah. doing it in San Jose. It's like everywhere yeah. you yeah. look, yeah. at any level, the coaching any tree's level, there. Man. And that is, you you hit it right on the head because even down here and just in the state of Oklahoma, it was like I was running my club. Shane Roller had his club. Eric Guerrero was doing his things. And there's obviously other folks that were connected with OSU during their things. Now you got all the – I'm not going to try to name all the – head coaches and or assistant coaches that have a connection with OSU right now, it's just, it's too many. It's too and many. I, I also don't think people realize the influence the Smith family had on that Arkansas program either. Like that Little right. Rock program, a right. lot of lot of influence there. So, I mean, obviously yeah. Pat's out there, but yeah. Um, yeah, no, it's uh, it's crazy, man. I just, um, it's very unusual for a head coach and I guess we can't even assume Coleman's the assistant coach, but basically there was a press release on one of the Oklahoma state websites today that Coleman Scott's accepted the associate head coach. And okay. that's what we've all heard. Basically 99% happening. You don't really know, but a guy on Twitter, Seth Duckworth, who does a great job. He actually, is awesome. Seth's amazing. Seth. So finish your story. I'm going to tell you a backstory to Seth. Go ahead. So Seth tweeted today that he had a press release ready to go that Coleman was the next assistant head coach, associate head coach, whatever you want to call it. Not the head coach, the assistant. And then he was told to hold off on that. And then one of his colleagues at another paper published something. So it's just, uh, yeah, it's just wrestling's it's, always a little secret. I don't know why. It's always but... a little secret, but I'm going to give you a quick back, back story <laughs> on Seth Duckworth. <clears throat> so uh, I'm a pharmaceutical rep. That's my job. So I had Seth is from Cushion. So I had uh, Cushion was part of my territory. So anyway, this is years ago now, bro. This is years ago. I go into this office, talk to one of the nurses. She asked me if I wrestled, said, yeah, yada, yada, yada. She was like, are you hard ill? I'm like, yes, ma'am, I am, yada, yada, yada. She was like, would you sign a poster for my child, Seth? I'm like, sure. I was like, next time I'm in town, you bring it up, I'll sign it. She was like, I'll bring it tomorrow. So a few weeks later, I go back, and it was like our All-American poster or something like that. And she had it at work. I signed it. And gave it back to her. Well, like I said, come to find out that was Seth Duckworth's mom. Oh, and what? I did not, I did, yes, yes. So Holy over smokes. a period of time, I get Cushing, I lose Cushing for some years, and then I get it back. And by this time, I'm following Seth on like Twitter and different yeah. things. And she was like, Hardell, do you remember my son Seth Duckworth? I'm like, Yes. <laughs> Man, she was like, you signed you signed an autograph for him when he was like seven years old, or postal for him when he was seven years old. I'm like, oh man, that's oh, crazy. But no, Seth world. does a great job, man. He does a great job coming wrestling, and I know he can't get to everything, but dude does a phenomenal job. He does He's a phenomenal job, amazing job. And you also look at, I mean, it's just going to be exciting because I'm hearing that UNC they're trying to potentially find their next head coach in two weeks. That's what the posting yeah. said today, which that doesn't even make sense to me. I thought I saw, Ramos was going to be the interim for a whole year. Yeah, I saw where it says 830, I think, is what that – August the 30th is what that date's supposed to be. But once again, man, 
it's it's like the abyss. It's like the unknown, brother. How do you hire assistants right now? Like it's Dude, crazy. It's nuts. I don't, I don't I don't I don't know. I have zero answers, Ryan. Zero. I, I'm excited to see what happens, man. And we didn't get to talk about it, but I'm hearing that the uh the holiday duels out in Stillwater, that tournament's really building up to be big things. Right? Yeah, I got to, you know, uh, I talked What's to David Mercatani. A Hall of Fame duels? Ho- uh, Hall of Fame duels. Hall of Fame holiday duels or something like that. It, David Mercatani's done a great job along with Leroy and Gallegos. <clears throat> I'm I, fortunate enough and blessed to get a chance to commentate it um, along with David as well and just see some great high school wrestling, man. And uh, it's, uh, it's going to be in December, I think the 21st, 22nd of this year. And there's going to be some more powerhouses there. So really looking forward to that and uh, just uh, going to be fired up for it, man. Going to be fired up for it. And I do got to ask you, I wanted to also make sure, I know this is, uh, I won't do this on there, but I'm still going to ask it. Did you get Teague Moore's phone number? I know you were talking to uh, I got Perfect. Talked to Teague literally literally two days ago. He's coming on. Awesome. God, man. Like we, I called him and we're chatting for five minutes. Next thing you know, it's 20 minutes. I'm like, we got to cut it off because I want this to be yeah. fresh for the podcast. But yeah, no, dude. Yeah. Man. I was listening to that interview and when you, uh, you and Angle were talking and I was like, dude, I need to, uh, send Ryan a text just to make sure he's got his number. So no, thank uh, you. Thank you. Yeah, we got man. connected though. Yeah. He's Good scheduled. Dude. He's on the calendar and yeah, man, if there's any, anyone you think needs to come on, shoot me a text. Cause like we get to a lot of them, but it's, uh, there's so many people, as you know, that are involved with yeah, wrestling. Man. It's, it is, man. It's, 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 it's crazy. It's a small world, you know, uh, just even doing like we were talking about some of the hall of fame duels, but just the whole hall of fame deal a couple of weeks or a few months ago with Joe and everybody that got inducted. And like, it was just awesome. Like the yeah. wrestling world is just awesome. It is. Awesome. I was listening to, uh, to part of my take and they were actually commenting to like, why is the football hall of fame more popular than the basketball one? And their hypothesis was that the football hall of fame induction kicks off the football season. It's like the first mm-hmm. week of the year. Yeah. The basketball one is kind of randomly in August. So yes. it had me thinking, I'm like, how cool would it be if the hall of fame, I'm not telling them what to do. I love the hall of fame. Leroy Smith's amazing, but yes. it's in May right now, I believe. Right. The hall of fame uh, ceremony. No, it was in June. And uh, listen, June. only reason I know this was because it was my wife's birthday that morning. So it was June, <laughs> June 3rd. I can give you the exact day. It was June Man. 3rd. How yeah. cool would it be though if it was at that high school tournament, like around that time, or like around oh, like be awesome. or like I don't know, like the Wednesday at the Nationals. I mean, where everyone could go and like see these speeches. But like, I just yeah. I, the Wrestling Hall of Fame in Stillwater is so cool. If people haven't got to go, I know you've yes. probably been at trillions of times, but yeah. what a cool thing to go see. What they've done there is amazing. Yep, and they got a new women's uh, hall as well over there. So uh, it's it's uh, continuing to grow, like you said. Leroy and his staff do a phenomenal job there. It's a uh, it's it's a sight to see for sure. It really is, man. Well, Hardell, it's been a pleasure as always. Can't wait for this season. We got three point yeah. takedowns. We got new <laughs> coaches. Know. We got cra- crazy. Oh, and hey, we got takedown. Olympic trials. We got Olympics. Yes. I yes. cannot. And this yes. might be twenty four is got to be the last cycle until like 28 the amount of new guys that are going to be on this team in 28 is going to be crazy all these young guys 24 is like the end of this great uh basically rio was kind of shaky 2017 on it's been nothing but glory and i i i can't wait for these guys to go out in style and august the 24th the paris olympics yeah man it's gonna be awesome like you said it's exciting time in usa wrestling it's just an exciting time in wrestling in general and I mean, from every level, from grassroots all the way through, man. And, uh, you know, 
it's a marathon, not a sprint for them young ones. Stay patient. More importantly, parents with them young ones stay Please. patient. Because, You've seen some yes. craziness. Oh, brother, brother, brother. Yeah, it's <laughs> uh, yeah. We could. That's a whole nother podcast, right? We there. need that. We need a pub. We'll do a public service announcement for parents. December one. You come oh. on. We'll get some other youth coaches on and. Just, just like people, just relax, just smile relax. a little bit. <laughs> just relax a little bit, man. No need to break nothing, right? He's six. He and she are six. They'll be fine. They'll be fine, man. But it's always a pleasure, Ryan, man. You have done what you have done for the wrestling community um, has been awesome. Your research, your detail, um, who you are, who you've got on, everything that you've done for this has it's helped grow the sport, right? It has helped grow the sport. Um, because you know, back when you and I, we didn't have any of this. So, um, it's getting people that may not ha have had that voice or had this platform to get their voice out and share great stories. So every doc series that you have done has been thumbs up many times over. So continue success, man. I'm always willing to get on here with you, brother, and just talk a little shop anytime, man. It's, and man, thank you so much. And it's, it's great. And though I tell you, man, the one doc, I've been in the back of my mind is, and maybe if it is Coach Smith's last year, this is the time to do it, but that Oki State, was it the three-peat or four-peat in 2000? I think it was 2000. Yeah, 2000. That was back in Esposito's years. Did, did they go four in a row or three in a row, though? I think it was three, though. I think it might have been three. Well, those no, teams, been four. Those teams I, 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 were yeah. crazy. Yeah, you had Hendricks, you had Pendleton, you had Rochelle, Mako was on the squad. Johnny Thompson. Johnny T, dog. Don't oh, sleep on Johnny T, dude, dog. That was scary. <laughs> Don't sleep on Johnny T, man. Yeah. But no, man, I'm uh, I'm going to be late for my uh, my driving lesson, man. I, I just picked up golf, so I got a jet. But, uh, dude, great. Uh oh, okay. I, I just started, man. It, man. Yeah, I just started. It. It's yeah. a great game, dude. It's a great game. Yeah, I've been playing it for, sheesh. I didn't start to like my sophomore, junior year in high school. But it's oh, a wow. great game. You've been going yeah, a while, dude, It's then. a great game. Yeah, it's a great game, man. You'll enjoy it, bro. Go get that swing right. Man. All right, man. I'll talk to you. All right, brother. We'll see you, bye. Thanks for listening to this episode of Wrestling Changed My Life. This episode was brought to you by our friends at CauseMatch. They're an online peer-to-peer -peer crowdfunding platform. And if you're looking to supplement your fundraising efforts this wrestling season, go to causematch.com slash wrestling. That's causematch.com slash wrestling. We'll see you next time on a new episode of Wrestling Changed My Life.